Blog Talk Radio. Good evening, everybody, and live from Josh Freeman's timeout room, it's the Fourth and Inches <laughs> Show with Jenna and the Sherpa. Jenna, how are you doing this week? Uh, I'm definitely better than Josh Freeman. <laughs> how are you? Yeah, that's you made a good point right before we went on the air. You said the team with the staff infection problems that Tampa Bay has is. Uh, doesn't have much business leaking anybody's medical records, but uh, right, that, like that just the, seems like the last team that should be talking any kind of smack on someone's medicals. Yeah, that's just uh, yeah, that's it's just a really bad situation all around. But yeah, I, I still think Shiano is probably going to be the first coach fired this season, but at least it's not likely to happen this week, just because they are on the. Uh, a buy, so that might save them a little bit. But uh, okay, anyway, as long as he stays away from airport tarmacs, he's probably safe. I mean, that seems to be the the way to do it these days. Yeah, that, that seems that's the college coaching equivalent of the gangland style execution. Just to exactly take your stuff, take him off the bus, leave his baggage there, and uh, keep going. But yeah. <laughs> well, anyway, maybe Lane Kiffin could coach Tampa Bay. That seems like a marriage made in heaven. Yeah, I mean, they're definitely crazier things we've seen. Yeah. Well, he would definitely, well, he probably wouldn't get Al Davis's stamp of approval, especially now that Al Davis is no longer with us. But, yeah, I think it's going to be a while before uh, Lane Kiffin's coaching in the NFL again. But, uh, so anyway, how can people get in touch with us if they want to share their uh, thoughts on Lane Kiffin or or Josh Freeman or anything else, for that matter, football-related? Or if you're Josh Freeman and you want to say your piece, <laughs> there are a whole lot of ways you can get a hold of us. Um, right. We'll be here. <laughs> we'll be here until 10:30 p.m. Eastern Time, as we are every Wednesday night. And you can, of course, call us at 347-989-8088. That's 347-989-8088. You can also tweet us at the number four T H N inches show. That's the number four T H N inches show. Or you can find the Sherpa and I on Twitter as well. He is fantasy underscore Sherpa. I am JKIM16. You can email us at the number 4thninchesshow at gmail.com. The chat room is open. You can find us on Facebook at the Fantasy Football Sherpa fan page and, of course, at fantasyfootballsherpa.com all week long. And as always, we're here tonight previewing all the matchups, telling you who to start, who to sit, and arguing along the way. Uh... Worth noting, it is yet another fun bye week, and so we've got Minnesota, Pittsburgh, Tampa Bay, and Washington all on buys this week. So definitely uh, keep an eye out for some flex guys and waiver wire options throughout the show. Yeah, I, I think they do that always, that the teams that play in London one week have a bye the next week. I guess they need an extra week to get used to the time difference again. I, I don't know what the thinking is there, but uh, I, I know, know for a while they were sending Tampa over there every year. I think they might have the other London game this year too, but they've unofficially adopted uh, Tampa as the yeah. London team. But uh, You would think anyway. they would have picked a better team. And, and, of course, we also now have, by default, two Sunday night games this week. It's going to be a weird yeah, week. Yeah, thanks to the Oakland A's. Yeah, that's going to be a weird week. But uh, And tonight, Cleveland is hosting a baseball wild card team and a game, and then uh, tomorrow night their football team is uh, hosting a game in which they could uh, jump into sole possession of first place. However and you guys briefly, all thought I was but, crazy uh, when I said Cleveland was a playoff team. Right now, I am I'm still right as of this moment. <laughs> yeah, I st- well, I, I still think that's a crazy <laughs> idea, but uh, we'll get to it. It would be nice to see them, just you know, especially cool. after trading Trent Richardson and all. But on the other hand, you know, unless their defense carries them there, I mean, I'd like to think Brian Hoyer's for real, but we'll see if he comes back down to earth this this week. Trent Richardson may be waving to them from the playoffs if they're not careful. Yeah, I, I think that's likely to be happening. I, I think Indy's a lot more likely to make the, the playoffs than uh, Cleveland is, but we'll see. Nobody seems the AFC North and NFC East. It seems like nobody wants to take control of those divisions. I and mean, you've got first place that's teams true. that are two and two, and 
teams like the Steelers and the Giants as horribly as they've played so far, only two games out of first place, which is is kind of hard to believe. But uh, put it this way, the Giants and the Steelers are just as close to first place in their divisions as the as the Jets are in their division, and and the the Falcons Gary are in theirs. So go figure. Yeah. So, it's not great. We should probably <laughs> dive into the games here. So first up, we've got the Thursday night game this week, as we alluded to before. We've mm-hmm. got uh, Cleveland Browns are hosting, and there is another team involved in the game, and that would be the Buffalo Bills. It's, yes. It's, I don't know. This one, I kind of feel like flip a coin, but I give the edge to Cleveland just because their defense is better. I'll go with Cleveland to win this 27-21. I can agree with you. I think it might be a little closer, more like 27-24, but like like I say every week, I hate these Thursday night games from a fantasy perspective. I feel like they never go the way I expect them to. Um, But for Buffalo, I think there there are maybe some good flex options here, but E.J. Manuel, I like more as a second quarterback option this week. Uh, there are definitely way better matchups. <laughs> if you're looking for a quarterback, probably E.J. Manuel is not your guy if you're going in a one QB league. Uh, Fred Jackson, I'm okay starting. Tashar Choice, I like as a flex option this week. I just, I think there's a potential you've got. You could break some points out here. Um Maybe wide receiver uh, Robert Woods as a flex option. Stevie Johnson I like more as a flex. He's still been limited in practice. He is not 100%, and he is going to see the best of that Cleveland defense. I am going to start the Buffalo defense and kicker, though. I don't think this will be that high scoring of a game. Robert Woods is starting to get on my radar screen a little bit, partly because I'm a USC fan, you know, in spite that of Frank Kiffin. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, he's... He seems to be getting some of the targets that uh, T.J. Graham was getting last year. So, mm-hmm. you know, we'll see. But uh, he's somebody else that I am sort of have my eye on on their team. But mm-hmm. as far as Cleveland goes, I would roll the dice one more week with Brian Hoyer. I know some places I've been reading say, oh, Buffalo's defense is going to figure him out and give him a hard time. But I, I don't see it. I, I think mm-hmm. he has three legitimate offensive weapons. He's got wide receiver Josh Gordon, tight end Jordan Cameron, and I'd even throw wide receiver Devon Best in there because he might not be a downfield threat, but he always seems to wind up with half a dozen receptions you know, when you're least expecting it. So I, I like all three of those guys as starters this week, in addition to Brian Hoyer. I like the Browns' defense. Willis McGahee, he's a possible flex option if you have a running back or a wide receiver on bye this week. Kicker Billy Cundiff was hurt last week, probable with a thigh injury this week, okay to start. Brandon Whedon listed as probable with a thumb injury, but they've already said Hoyer's going to start, so keep Whedon on your bench. Running back Chris Ogbenaya is a no, even if he weren't probable with a thigh injury. And wide receivers Travis Benjamin and Josh Cooper, there's just not enough uh, balls to go around for all those guys, so keep them on your bench as well. I can live with that. This is... I'm, I feel like I should be more excited for this game since I'm always rooting for Buffalo and Cleveland, but I just, I don't know. I'm not sold on it. Uh, we'll see. I mean, hopefully it's a good game, and hopefully it's a little bit higher scoring than 14-7, to 7, but we'll see. Uh, yeah, that so, would be nice. <laughs> last, last Thursday night's game, it was interesting for a while, but then it just got silly got at the end there. Of the, mm-hmm. Yeah, so... So moving right. on to the Sunday games, the first of the Sunday games, we've got the undefeated New England Patriots going into Cincinnati to play the the Bengals, who didn't have any legal issues this week, but they, they certainly laid an egg against Cleveland uh, last yeah. weekend. So I'm going to pick New England to keep on their undefeated, un, excuse me, keep along the unbeaten path and. <laughs> I'll pick them to win this game by a score of 28-20. Yeah, I I don't have too many arguments with that. I think since he's going to come out looking more functional than they did last week, it's hard not to improve on that. Um, but even though New England's still not totally gelled and firing on all cylinders or even close to healthy, I think they're still going to win this game by at least a touchdown. 
Uh, I'm definitely starting Tom Brady and Steven Ridley. If Danny Amendola plays, it looks like he will. I would start him and Kenbrell Tompkins. Uh, I liked William Edelman maybe more as a flex option. I'd say yes to the defense and yes to the kicker. If, by chance, Rob Gronkowski plays, I would be tempted to use him as a flex, maybe a tight end in a deeper league, just because Tom Brady seems to need a tight end to throw to. And so as long as he's on the field, I think he'll get some looks. But... You know, that seems to come down right down to the wire each week now. Very annoying. Are you buying the Garrett Blunt yet? Not I don't, not this week. I think he maybe is a flex option in a deeper league, but I don't know if there's going to be enough points there if you're not playing in a deep league. All right. For Cincinnati, there's not much, but I'll start running back Giovanni Bernard. Uh, I think Ben Jarvis Greenell is his team last of his useful as of his yeah. days as a useful fantasy option. Wide receiver A.J. Green is a good start. Andy Dalton, mm-hmm. second quarterback, tight ends, Jermaine Gresham and Tyler Eifert are flex options. Defense is okay to start. Uh, as we mentioned, keep the law firm on your bench. Keep wide receivers Mohamed Sanu and Marvin Jones on your bench. And keep kicker Mike Nugent on your bench as well. Not too much to argue about there. Let's keep rolling. All right, this next game we might have something to argue about. I think this is going to be one of the more entertaining games this week, if only because I don't think the defenses will be visible for much of the game. And that's Detroit at Green Bay. Both of them have pretty (laughs) high-powered offenses and suspect defenses. I'd say you could flip a coin on this, but since Green Bay is at home, I'll say that they win this by a score of 38-35 in a real shootout. Yeah, I think shootout is, is absolutely the word to describe this game. And if you've never seen the Aaron Rodgers main event skit with Kenny Mayne about shootouts, it's definitely worth a YouTube look. Um, I just I I'm can't go see look either. At that now. Oh, it's so good. <laughs> I can't see you either might have of these to do the games. Rest of the show without me. <laughs> yeah, there you go. It's only like three minutes. We'll just get through a couple of games while you're going. <laughs> okay. But I don't think there's any way that either of these teams score less than thirty points. I mean. I wouldn't be surprised if this is a high 30s, low 40s. Like you said, even though they're in Green Bay and it's not always the most optimal conditions there, it's just neither of these defenses look capable of slowing down a run game or a pass game or really any functional offense whatsoever. So I think there's some good fantasy value here. I'm ready to start Matt Stafford, Reggie Bush, even Joyke Bell, uh, Calvin Johnson, always a good start. I'm going to say no to the defense, absolutely not, <laughs> but yes to the kicker. Um, pretty much anyone else on Detroit you could use as a flex option. Uh, I just There are going to be targets for everybody. Can you imagine what Green Bay's practices must be like with that offense going up <laughs> against that defense? It just seems mean, doesn't it? <laughs> it does. I mean, yeah, I don't know. When they say, yeah, I might. I don't even know what they would tell the scout team. You know, just watch these guys that start and do what they do. I don't know. It's, it's <laughs> but, you sound so, so stumped by this. <laughs> I am. This is perplexing me now that I've thought about this. So for Green Bay, I would start quarterback Aaron Rodgers, wide receivers Randall Cobb, James Jones, and Jordy Nelson, kicker Mason Crosby, um, Eddie Lacy, Jermichael Finley, maybe flex options. I think Lacy's supposed to be playing this week. Um, I would not start running backs Jonathan Franklin and James Starks. Starks is going to be out a couple more weeks. And uh, as if I have to say, at least the defense on your bench, too. If you're starting either of the defenses this week, then either you're playing in a 32-team league and have no other options or you're, you're Something took a very bad, bad turn for you somewhere. <laughs> yeah, something went horribly wrong somewhere along yeah, the way. Yeah, it's, so. only, it's only the, you know, Four weeks, five weeks into the season, you can recover from this. We can find you a new defense. <laughs> yeah, try Jacksonville. You can try anybody else. Yeah. Speaking of Jacksonville, last week they played Indianapolis, and Indianapolis is hosting our next game that we're going to talk about. That's Seattle at Indianapolis. Seattle, they're still unbeaten, but that was sure some uh, Houdini act they pulled on Houston last yeah. week, coming back from 17 points down to win that game. Of course, uh, Matt Schaub helped them a little bit. Uh, I didn't so. know Seattle had it in them. I'm going to be honest. I didn't know they had it in them. 
Yeah, well, that was it was an impressive comeback, but I'm going to say once again that the the string runs out for them this week. Indianapolis mm-hmm. maybe not as impressive on paper as Houston, but I think they're maybe a better team on the field. I'll say that Houston, excuse me, Indianapolis wins this by a score of 27-24. I think I'd have to agree. I just, in Indy's offense is just, even though Seattle's got a good defense, it's just going to overpower them. I I think fantasy-wise for Seattle, Russell Wilson's more second quarterback option for you this week. Uh, I would start Marshawn Lynch and Sidney Rice. Golden Tate, I like more as a flex option. I'm staying away from the rest of the receivers and the tight end. I would start the defense because, again, even though they're, I don't think they're going to win this game, it's going to be a lower-scoring game than a lot of other ones this weekend. So points-wise, it's probably a safe bet, and I would say no to the kicker. Doug Baldwin's had a few nice games in a row now. I might consider him the flex option in a deeper league. Yeah, I could be persuaded to go that route. All right. For Indy, running back Trent Richardson, tight end Kobe Fleener starts. Andrew Luck, again, Seattle's defense is pretty good. and they're, I don't think they're as good as they're cracked up to be, but I would consider Luck more of a second quarter back this week. I think they're going to attack Seattle primarily on the ground. Running back Donald Brown might even be a flex option. Wide receiver Reggie Wayne is flex option for me because I think they're going to be running a lot more than throwing. Ticker Adam Vinatieri and the defense are good to start. Ahmad Bradshaw is going to be out, so don't start him. And wide receivers T.Y. Hilton and Darius Hayward Bay. Again, I think it's going to be pretty rough sledding against Seattle secondary, so I would keep those guys on the bench as well. Yeah, that's going to be an interesting game. I just, I'm not, I don't know, I'm not totally sure what to make of it. All right, I can, this next game, we haven't disagreed on a game yet this week. There's something wrong. I know, it's weird. It feels weird. (laughs) And I bet we're going to agree on this game, too, Baltimore at Miami. You're thinking I'm going to pick Baltimore, but I'm going to switch it up on you and pick Miami to win this. I just, last week you said Baltimore was not very impressive, and I argued that they were just getting their feet on the ground and that they were going to be fine. But after last week, I'm... I know it's just one week, but I'm having some doubts. Miami got blown out by New Orleans, but I think that was an aberration. I think New Orleans really is that good. Miami, I don't think it's that bad. So I think it all adds up to a Miami victory. I'll say Miami 27, Baltimore 24. Finally, you've seen the light. Baltimore, I I think Baltimore at some point will get their act together, but I don't think it's this week, Uh, especially not in Miami. I like Joe Flacco more as a second quarterback option. Miami's got a better defense than people give him credit for. Um, I do think that Ray Rice and Bernard Pierce are okay options. More, I, I like them more as flex options because they're both a little dinged up. It's not totally clear who's how effective this run game is going to be because so far it's looked a little weak, <laughs> I think is a nice way of putting it. <laughs> um I, I'm okay starting Marlon Brown and Torrey Smith. Even though Joe Flacco I don't like starting on his own as a quarterback, I think that they may be able to break some plays open and get you yardage there. Um, I would still start the defense. Like you said, not a super high-scoring game. And we saw last week Miami can give some points away. I don't think it will be happening quite the way it did last week, but uh, I am staying away from the kicker as well. Yeah, I, I would rate New Orleans uh, and tongue planted firmly in cheek here, but I would rate New Orleans' uh, defense is slightly better than Baltimore's. Just slightly, though. <laughs> oh, but, man. And Hannon Doss also had a nice game last week. Their wide receivers are so banged up that in a deeper yeah. league, he might even be a decent flex option. But for Miami, I like quarterback Ryan Tannehill, I, I think they're going to have a lot more success throwing the ball than running the ball against Baltimore. Wide receivers Brian Hartline and Mike Wallace are good starts. Tight end Charles Clay has been one of the surprises in his position this year so far. He's a good start. Mm-hmm. Uh, Lamar Miller and Daniel Thomas are at best flex options for me, but I'd prefer to stay away. Wide receiver Brandon Gibson, okay, is a flex. Caleb Sturgis, the kicker, is good to start, and so is the defense. Uh, don't get fooled by Marcus Thigpen and 
He's not somebody you should start, and neither is wide receiver Richard Matthews. I can't believe you picked Miami to win this game. I'm I'm stunned by you, Sherpa. Well, it's the first time for everything. I, I doubt I'll pick them again all season, but at least Probably for this not. week. I'll take care of that for us, though. So. <laughs> for this week, I did. And here's the game I think we might disagree on. New Orleans at Chicago. New Orleans obviously coming off the, the big win Monday night. Very impressive, undefeated. But now they're going on the road. Chicago, they lost their first game last week. But I... This is a hard game to figure. You know, on paper, you'd think New Orleans should win this pretty easily, but when I look at it a little bit more deeply, I'm thinking this will be a closer game than most people are, are, are gathering. I'll pick New Orleans to win, but just barely. I'll say New Orleans 31, Chicago 27, and that's if Chicago can somehow muster up that much offense. But I think they will. I, I think they can do it. I think they're just going to go go big on Alshon Jeffrey and see what happens. But it, I, it's weird. The whole North is just going to be like a shootout this week, I feel like. Detroit, Green Bay, Chicago, everyone's except playing Except for Minnesota. Minnesota. Yeah, well, except Minnesota. They could, who knows? Maybe they're going to a shooting range on their bye week. Maybe everyone's doing it. They'll um, secretly play Pittsburgh <laughs> again. Yeah, but nobody will know. <laughs> right. It'll have about the we'll same viewership. Start the game at 11:30 Sunday night, so that the Raiders and and, and uh, Chargers will drown them out. So weird. Uh, but I do I do think this will be I, as weird as this sounds. I'm looking forward to watching this game. Normally, I don't want any part of a Chicago game just because I hate Jay Cutler so much. Um, but I think there's a lot of fantasy value on both sides of the ball here. Um, perfectly comfortable starting Drew Brees. I like Darren Sproles and Pierre Thomas. Um, Marquise Colston's my pick out of the wide receiver bunch this week. I like tight end Jimmy Graham, really, who doesn't at this point. Um, I'm kind of on the fence about the defense. Like I said, I think Chicago's going to put up some points here, so if you have a better matchup, i go with it, but Jay Cutler will turn the ball over, so you will get some defensive points here as a gift from Chicago, so it's not the worst of the matchups. It's just if you're ranking 1-12, to they're much closer to 12 than they are to 1 this week. Um, and I'd say about the same for the kicker. I could go either way on them. It depends on who your other kickers available are. For Chicago, I think they're going to attack primarily on the ground. So I would go with running back Matt Forte, wide receiver Brandon Marshall. Hard not to start him. New Orleans secondary has been pretty good so far, but you have to figure if he's healthy, you've got to start him. Tight end Martellus Bennett. Cutler, I agree, more of a second quarterback option this week. Uh, wide receiver Alshon Jeffrey, um, a flex option for me. Um, you know, it was a good game last weekend, but I'm not buying that against New Orleans secondary. Kicker Robbie Gold is good to start. I would not start Michael Bush or Earl Bennett or the Chicago defense. It's going to be an interesting game. I'm excited for that one. All right. How I got Next more excited week. for New Orleans-Chicago than Buffalo-Cleveland, I'll never understand. <laughs> yeah. Well, here's a game that I would have been excited for maybe a month yeah. ago, but now not so much, and that's Philadelphia at the Giants. Giants, I don't know. Uh, it's been pretty well documented that their offensive line is having all sorts of problems. Maybe yeah. Philadelphia's defense will cure their ills, but I'm not counting on it, I think. You know, Giants haven't been able to get much of a pass rush on anybody either, and I don't think that's going to change. Uh, I think Philadelphia is just going to be ringing the bell all day on them, and much as I hate to see it, I, I predict Philadelphia is going to embarrass the Giants on their home field. I'll say Philadelphia 38, Giants 27. I actually have a little more faith in your Giants this week than you do. Wonders never cease. I agree Philly's going to win this game, but I think it's going to be significantly closer and the Giants are going to be way more of a factor. I think they only lose by a touchdown, and I think it happens late. I think they're able to hang in this game more because Philly is willing to give up a lead at any point than the Giants actually being a great team. But they have I, I just don't understand why the Giants are as bad as they are. They have the pieces they need for the most part. Like you said, their offensive line is terrible, but they should not be as bad as they are. They just shouldn't be. Right um, now they're but, grading more than great. 
Yeah, that's that's very true. <laughs> great on your nerves, and that's about it. But the NFC East teams always play each other tough. No matter what their records are, they always seem to be evenly matched. So I think this will be a pretty decent game, just maybe not the prettiest game in the world. <laughs> Fantasy-wise, for the Eagles, I think you can start Michael Vick. You can start LaShawn McCoy. Deshaun Jackson. I like Jason Avon as a flex option. I'm staying away from the rest of the receivers. I don't want to mess with Riley Cooper or any of the tight ends. Um, I am going to still start the defense and the kicker, though. For New York, I think you're... Eli Manning, I, I, you have to start him this week just because it's Philadelphia's defense, but you also mm-hmm. have to wonder if they can figure out a way that he's not holding the ball more than two seconds, which could be tricky, but we'll see. So I'd start Eli holding my nose and doing so. Why does he restrict your crews in a key mix? Uh, David Wilson running back, flex option for me this week. I'm starting to tentatively think about getting off the bandwagon, but I'll give him another week or two to convince me otherwise. Tight end Barry Myers, flex option, kicker Josh Brown, okay to start, and even though they released Darrell Scott this week, I would not start running back Brandon Jacobs. Wide receiver Ruben Randall looks like he might win the Kevin Ogletree Award for this year. And the <laughs> first game of the season was his best, and that's probably the last time you'll hear from him this year. And uh, at the risk of stating the obvious, you don't want to start the Giants' defense either until they prove that they're a little better than what they've shown so far. That they actually know how to play defense? That would be good. Yeah, there's no defense for what they've done so far. No, there is not. <laughs> no. I, I guess you could say the defense rests for all four quarters for them, but that would be mean. Oh. But speaking of poor mean, Giants. I feel sorry for anybody that is forced to watch this next game, and that's Jacksonville at St. Louis. Jacksonville, I saw an article the other day, I think it was on CBS, dot com mm-hmm. where they were cbssports.com where they were comparing this year's Jacksonville team to the expansion team back in 1995 and wondering which team was worse Ooh. and I don't know if that's a fair question but I think it is a fair question to see which of these two teams is worse for whatever reason Sam Bradford number one draft pick back in 2010 but just, just not putting it, it together whether it's his line, whether it's his receivers. I really don't know what the problem is there, but something's just not clicking. And I would like I think to see Jack- him on another team to see if he actually can be a quarterback or if it's just him. Well, I hear Tampa's looking for a quarterback. Maybe they'll trade for him. True. But this, if Jacksonville's ever going to win a game, this is a good week for that to happen just because I don't think St. Louis is significantly better than them, but... I, I still can't do it. I can't pick I Jacksonville with a clear mm-hmm. conscience to win this game. I'm going to pick St. Louis 21-14, to 14, but if Jacksonville wins, then... Look at you being it, generous it, with the score. <laughs> which one? The, two whole, Jacksonville's going to score two whole touchdowns this week. Yeah, maybe, maybe, maybe I don't know, high. maybe Daryl Richardson <laughs> will pick up the ball and run... He'll get hit hard and get on a play and then run backwards into his own end zone. But it's possible. I, I think they could. it's possible they could score two touchdowns. But if they do, one of them probably has to come from the defense. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Especially since Blaine Gabbert's back this week, for real. Joy, oh, joy. <laughs> Chad Henney era is over yet again. I hate when the Chad Henney era ends, especially when it's for Blaine Gabbert. Um, let's be honest. There's just no reason you should be starting Blaine Gabbert on your line in your lineup in any capacity unless you're playing in an extraordinarily deep league and you've had some crazy injuries. Or, or if you're Josh a master Freeman, and you're trying to sabotage your team. Yeah, maybe you're trying to suck for luck. Only the fantasy version. I I don't know, but yeah, I just suck can't for luck see... has a nicer ring to it than suck for Bridgewater. It just it flows a little better. Um, but I, I would recommend not starting him, if at all possible. Um, I think that could be said for a lot of Jacksonville, but I'll go crazy and start Maurice Jones-Drew and Cecil Shorts this week, and that is it. Brock Osweiler might be a better start this week at quarterback than Blaine Gabbert. 
and they're playing the Cowboys, and I endorse that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's bad, people. That's bad. <laughs> we'll see. For for the Rams, I'm actually going to turn around from what I said two minutes ago and say that if you're ever going to start Sam Bradford, this is the week <laughs> to do it. Wide receiver Chris Givens, tight end Jared Cook in the defense. I think they're going to have a lot more success passing than they are running against Tampa. I mean, not Tampa, Jacksonville. Um, all those Florida teams are interchangeable. <laughs> all those Florida teams are all, except for Miami, they're all kind of in the same general area of suck, I think. But uh, anyway. <laughs> it's so terrible. <laughs> it's so true. That's what makes it bad. <laughs> yeah, it's too bad that uh, yeah, Tampa and Jacksonville, it, maybe it's a good thing they don't play each other. But, uh, yeah, that would be yeah. one. Well, I can't say what – I shouldn't say what I'm thinking on the air. But Probably anyway. not. Probably not. <laughs> so wide receivers, Austin Pettis and Tavon Austin are, are flex options this week. Tight end Lance Kendricks has caught a few balls the last few weeks. If you're really desperate in a deep league or if you have a tight end on a bye, someone to consider – I would not start running backs, Daryl Richardson, Isaiah Pede, Benny Cunningham. Don't start any of those guys. And yet again, Greg the Leg, sorry, but he would be nailed to my bench if I were the kind of person that would nail people to a bench. And that's good that you're not. This this show would be a very weird place, I would imagine. <laughs> yeah. That's just such a sad game. Let's talk about another game. What if we said we'd nailed Dale, Dan uh, Carpenter to the bench? That might make a little more sense. I see what you did there. <laughs> I nailed it. Oh. Uh, anyway, so now next game up, Kansas City at Tennessee. Eh, this one, Kansas City, I, I don't think they're as good as their record, but Tennessee, when you I, – I think Ryan Fitzpatrick is – the, the coaching staff would disagree with me, but I think he's probably an improvement over Jake Locker at quarterback. But I don't think Tennessee is going to be able to pass enough, no matter who the quarterback is this week, to you know complement what they're going to need to do on the running game. So I'll say that Kansas City keeps their – undefeated record intact, but only by the slimmest of margins. I'll say Kansas City 21, Tennessee 20. I'm taking Tennessee for the upset. I I believe in Ryan Fitzpatrick. I always like having a change at quarterback because defenses aren't really sure what to expect. You haven't been able to prepare the same way. It didn't help uh, Tampa it was, last week. Not so much, but it was, it was really terrible watching Jake Locker go down the way he did last week, but I mean, I just I think Tennessee, I think Ryan Fitzpatrick can throw a couple of deep balls and things could work out here. I crazier things have happened, but you know, I'm excited for this game. Um fantasy-wise for Kansas City, I like Alex Smith more as a second quarterback option. Uh, I definitely like Jamal Charles and Dwayne Bow. I'm going to get crazy and start Donnie Avery this week. I am still going to start the defense even though I think Tennessee wins. This is not going to be a Detroit-Green Bay type of score. This is going to be a little more mellow. Uh, I am going to start the kicker as well, though. A little Ryan suck-up action. Yeah. I <laughs> well, I just don't think they're going to score enough to make it worthwhile, but we'll see. Um, what about Sean McGrath? He, is he on your radar screen as a tight end with Fasano uh, and Kelsey still in various injured states? Yes, I like him. Uh, the only issue is is it just doesn't seem clear how injured Fasano and, and Kelsey are going to be and stay. Like if He may be a week-to-week option. I just I don't know if I want to drop somebody that I know is going to get more targets for him just yet. I don't know. I'm not totally sold, but I'm getting there. Tennessee, I would definitely start Chris Johnson in this game if there's a way to attack Kansas City. It's on the ground. The defense is a good start. Wide receiver Nate Washington is a good flex option, as is tight end Delaney Walker. I'm not going to start either. I'm not going to start. Well, obviously, I'm not starting the hurt locker because he's hurt. 
And I wouldn't start Ryan Fitzpatrick either, but that's just me. Uh, wide receiver Kendall Wright, Kenny Britt, Justin Hunter, Damian, Will- Damian Williams. Don't start any of them. And I would also keep Rob Baronis on the bench. But I'm guessing you would disagree with me on a lot of that just because you're picking Tennessee to win the game. Yes. Uh, I like the, I like the receivers a lot more as flex options than you do because I think that they're more apt to be a factor here than you do. But, hey, we'll see what happens. All right, let's take a, a small detour here. Kenny Britt, obviously, is not playing much, isn't and you know, they're supposedly trying to trade him. If you had Kenny Britt on your roster right now, would you drop him and pick somebody up who's you know, playing regularly and getting targets, or would you, you know, assuming that you could you know, afford to carry him on the roster and didn't necessarily need him as a starter, would you keep him on your roster in hopes that he gets traded to a team where they would actually play him and he would actually go back to being the Kenny Britt of old, hopefully without the arrest? I would hold on to him, uh, especially with having Ryan Fitzpatrick starting now, just because you aren't sure who's going to click with a quarterback. It's possible that he'll see the field more, even though they're trying to trade him, especially because if he starts playing well, they'll get more back in return for him. I don't blame Tennessee for trying to trade him because he is kind of a train wreck off the field. But I think if I was able to comfortably keep him on my roster, I would for another few weeks. But at this point, what GM in his right mind is going to give up more than a fourth or fifth round draft pick to acquire somebody like Kenny Britt who hasn't played much all season? I just, you know, people can speculate about the Jets needing a wide receiver or, you know, any host of other teams, but I just, I, I can't imagine any GM who doesn't want his sanity questioned would not, give I mean, up I'm a not pick saying for it's him. a good idea, but I'm not saying it's not going to happen either. <laughs> maybe San Francisco picks him up. Who knows? Who knows? Maybe Tampa Bay will go get him since they don't have enough problems. Yeah, that's, that's just what they need. Well, and Greg Schiano <laughs> definitely knows him from Rutgers. So. Yeah. Weird things have happened. Yeah. So, all right, back on track here. We've got (laughs) Carolina at Arizona, first of the late Sunday games. All two of the late Carolina. (laughs) Sorry, what was that? I said all two of the late Sunday games. Well, yeah, the the two late Sunday games and then the late, 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 late Sunday night games. But uh, anyway, this one... Yeah, hopefully if you have an option to, you know, which game to watch late Sunday, I'm guessing that this is not the one that you would be watching then. Although, honestly, uh, neither of these games are going to be all that exciting once you hit the second half. I think the Denver-Dallas game could potentially be pretty interesting. I I don't... It'll be more interesting. I I think it'll be more interesting to watch. I don't know if it'll be more competitive. (laughs) Yeah, I would say it'll be more interesting. I think this game will be more competitive, but... I think yeah. these two teams combined might not score as many points as Denver does no. on Sunday, but because somebody has to win this game, I'll pick Carolina, albeit not by much. I'll say Carolina 21, Arizona 17. I'm going to take Arizona. Um, probably not that shocking since I'm not a big Carolina fan. Um, but again, this you could flip a coin. Neither of these teams looks like they're really interested in winning, so... It's hard for us to get excited about one of them winning. Neither of these uh, teams will be playing in the playoffs in January. Not unless something absolutely crazy happens. Although I guess it's only week five, so we'll see. Um, fantasy-wise for Carolina, I would say you can start Cam Newton and D'Angelo Williams. Uh, I'll start Steve Smith and Greg Olson. I, this is two weeks in a row I think I've started Greg Olson. This is some kind of record. Uh, definitely start the defense. This is not going to be a high-scoring game. This is going to be a better defensive matchup than you're going to find a lot of games this week. Um, I just This is not going to be a huge point-getting game for pretty much anybody on either side of this. Ugh. I'd like to see Steve Smith uh, school the Honey Badger once or twice, but we'll see if that That'd happens. Uh, <laughs> you're not, are you um, buying in on Brandon LaFell or Ted Ginn this week? Not this week. I just I just don't think there's enough points to go around. All right. 
For Arizona, I would start, I think they're going to attack primarily through the air rather than on the ground. I would mm-hmm. go with wide receivers, Larry Fitzgerald and Michael Floyd as good starts. I like the defense. Quarterback Carson Palmer is a second quarterback for me. Rashard Mendenhall should be on the bench. Wide receiver Andre Roberts on the bench. Tight end Rob Housefoot on the bench and kicker Jay Feely on the bench. I should just start yeah. calling them the Arizona on the benches. <laughs> the Jacksonville on the benches. It's just, it's not pretty. <laughs> Actually, Jacksonville shouldn't even be on your bench. I mean, other than Maurice Jones-Drew and Cecil Shorts and maybe Justin Blackman, if you're squirreling him away, I just, there's there's That's nobody it. on that team that should even yeah. be on your roster. Poor Jacksonville. It'll get better someday. Just not today. Mm-hmm. <laughs> not this year. Uh-uh. So, next up, we've got Denver at Dallas, and I think there's a very good likelihood that maybe not so much the AFC North, but definitely the NFC East, that you could have teams tied for the lead at the end of this weekend with two and three records. Uh, yeah. It doesn't look, again, <laughs> on paper, if you look at it and analyze this game, it seems like there's no way that Denver should lose, but I'm I'm giving Dallas the benefit of the doubt even after that stinker they laid against San Diego last week. (laughs) Um, I'll say that Denver, that Dallas gives Denver a a good game, but I'll still pick Denver to win. I'll say Denver 34, Dallas 27. I'm going to say Denver wins by at least 10 points, maybe 14 at the most. I think Dallas will keep it respectable for a while, um, I just our defense really should be but the players themselves are good together. They don't seem to work as a defense as well as they should. Um, but I think they'll be able to slow Peyton Manning down a little bit. But again, it's Peyton Manning. Regardless of what the score is, this is gonna be a fun game to watch just because watching this Denver offense is just it's like watching a video game. It doesn't seem real. Um, I'm picking Denver absolutely to win this. Fantasy-wise, pretty much you can not go wrong here. Start Peyton Manning, start Noshawn Moreno, start Demarius Thomas, Wes Welker, Eric Decker, start Ted and Julius Thomas, start the kicker. Um, I would actually say no to the defense, though. I'm not as sold on Noshawn Moreno yet. It just seems to me, again, that they still have a, a revolving door turnstile approach at running back and you know, whether it's Moreno or Monte Ball or Ronnie Hillman, I just am not confident from one week to the next that Moreno is, is the guy there. So, but. I like him this week with having a couple running backs on a bye. I think that his matchup isn't a terrible one, so I'm going to take a risk on him and get crazy. But I guess what makes you believe that you know, he's definitely the guy there rather than the other two from week to week? Uh, not a whole lot. <laughs> I just think if I've got if I've got a spot I need to fill, he's potentially got a higher ceiling than a lot of my other options. I don't know. It's just just a risk I'm willing to take this week. I guess sometimes you get a feeling about guys. Well, he is first alphabetically, so if uh, John Fox is oh. calling his running backs in alphabetical order by first name, then Noshan Marino will be the first one in. Taking a roll call in Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but it depends on whether the running backs for Denver, you know, sit up on bench this week in alphabetical order by first name or last name. But we'll see. Yeah, for Dallas, who knows? Um, and, and hopefully Peyton Manning or the Cowboys defense won't call any Papa John's audibles this week. You never know. I mean, that's a very real possibility every week. <laughs> well, I'm thinking with when with how he's always saying Omaha, Omaha every time he's at the line of scrimmage. I feel like he's wearing steaks. Yeah, if I'm Omaha Steaks, I call him up and see what I could if, work something out with If they do want to call I mean, a Papa John's Audible, feel free to send it to my house, though. That would be fine. <laughs> yeah. I, the Omaha steaks. I'll take the steaks. You can have the pizza, but uh, we can share. We'll yeah. have steaks and pizza. <laughs> we can grill them yeah. for the eleven thirty game in Oakland. <laughs> oh my! That's gonna be. <laughs> if anybody on the East Coast 
stays up to watch that in its entirety, then either you you know you're 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 sick or or your whole fantasy week has come down to Philip Rivers. I don't know. I but, really uh, hope it doesn't come to that point. <laughs> I really hope. Yeah, not. if you have to stay up to till two thirty on a Monday morning to watch a game, then uh, you probably have bigger issues than how your fantasy team is performing. <laughs> so possibly. Or maybe you're an actor or an actress and you're, those are your hours. But uh, yeah. for those of us that work uh, more regular hours, I, I just can't imagine what would possess anyone to stay up to, to watch that game. I'm not in a place to judge. I'll get up at 4 a.m. to watch golf. So. <laughs> All right. Um, <laughs> I may have to look for a new co-host. <laughs> you keep me off a little bit there. Oh. Um, so for Dallas, I would say star quarterback Tony Romo. Yes, we were still talking about Denver and Dallas. Uh, Dallas, I would star quarterback Tony Romo, wide receiver Des Bryant, tight end Jason Witten, DeMarco Murray, more of a flex option for me. Just don't think they're going to be able to run that much. Uh, wide receiver Terrence Williams, if Miles Austin dinged up, he seems like a reasonable flex option. Kicker Dan Bailey. Okay, to start wide receiver Miles Austin, I'm not starting him this week and definitely not the defense. Yeah, I would say the defense is not a good play this week. Yeah, I I think in the same way that you could probably, if you're in a a knockout pool, one of those suicide pools as they call it, Mm -hmm. you couldn't go wrong by picking whoever Jacksonville is playing each week and we'll find you for somebody you know, for the other four weeks of the season. But uh, in the same way, I, it's sort of the antithesis of that. Then the, mm-hmm. you know, the opposite of that is that you don't want to start whoever, whichever defense is facing Denver this week. Yeah, it's so, not or a in any week. No. So next game up, we've got Houston at San Francisco. Before we get to this game, I just have to say, you, you heard this, this whole nonsense with Dante Whitner changing his name to Dante Hitner. <laughs> what the heck is he thinking? I mean, you know. I, I wish guys would just get over this whole let's change our name to something crazy so we get some publicity. But if you're going to change your name, cool change it to field. something that doesn't sound very similar to Hitler. I mean, just. Yeah, that, that would be good. He should change it. If you're going to change it to something nuts like that, change it to like Dante Shark Attack, something crazy. Yeah, or Dante, he hate me, or or something. Yeah. But although I guess that was sort of done in the Rod Smith days, but uh, yeah. just I mean, yeah. But anyway, I, I can't see what possessed him to to do that. I mean, yeah, he'll get a lot of publicity for it, and maybe the NFL you know, jersey shop will sell his jersey, you know, with Hitner on it and. While you're doing that, you can see if they're still selling, if they've changed course and will let you buy a Ron Mexico jersey now. But uh, anyway, I just. You never know. That, <laughs> that really kind of made me scratch my head today more than once and just thinking what he's what he's trying to accomplish by doing that. But any like other a lot than of drawing attention to himself. Nothing. Yeah. So and I, I don't know. It used to cost three hundred dollars to change your name legally. I don't know what it costs now, but it's probably, probably more these days. <laughs> probably a lot more than that after all these jokers doing that. But then again, I think to change your name, you probably have to go through some aspect of federal government, and federal government is uh, furloughing non-essential. I'm guessing, you know, when they say we're furloughing non-essential employees, I'm guessing that the employees in charge of name changes, legal name changes, are probably considered non-essential. Yeah, I mean, if you might not be able to play the Navy football game this weekend, Dante Winter should not be able to change his name. <laughs> no, or at least you shouldn't be able to order a jersey with Hitler on it. But True. But you can order a Papa John's pizza if you're Peyton Manning on a football field. So there's Yeah, that. that's true, but... Yeah, I would like to see them deliver it right to the the star there in Dallas. Honestly, at this point, like it's the only kind of food that hasn't been eaten on that field. <laughs> Pretty much. So, but anyway, I this game Houston at San Francisco. I know San Francisco looked better against St. Louis, but St. Louis, in my mind, is probably one of the still one of the bottom five teams in the league. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, Houston, I think, is going to eat San Francisco's lunch here. And I, I think Houston will win this game pretty handily in spite of that Seattle debacle. I'll say Houston rebounds and wins this game 31-20. I think it's going to be a little closer. I agree with you. I think Houston's going to bounce back. I think they win by more like a touchdown. Uh, Matt Schaub needs some redemption here, although I think that more of the damage is going to come on the ground in the run game. I like Matt Schaub more as the second quarterback option, mostly because his wide receivers are just nobody's healthy, nobody's catching footballs right now. It just isn't as pretty as it should be. Um, I like Arian Foster and Ben Tatis starts. I would say really any of the wide receivers I like more as flex options this week. I do like tight end Owen Daniels, but I'm staying away from the defense and the kicker. I saw something where some smart-ass, pub down in the Houston area is having a match shop burger now for sale and pick six toppings and you'll pay dearly oh. for it. <laughs> I can't believe that that hasn't happened for Tony Romo in Dallas. <laughs> yeah, maybe the Dallas faithful are a little bit. Actually, again, you know, you look at Romo's stats and they're not bad. You know, you, you certainly it push just, up it better stats. It only happens than in like important moments. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Mm-hmm. But Sunday might not count as an important moment for Houston. or So I, I think Schaub will be okay. But uh, as for, um, I don't know, as for San Francisco, running back Frank Gore is the only guy I really like a lot as a starter this week. Colin Kaepernick, second quarterback. Kendall Hunter, maybe a flex option of running back. Wide receiver Anquan Bolden, don't think they're going to be able to throw much against Houston, so I wouldn't start him unless you have to as a flex. Tight end Vernon Davis, maybe a flex. Keep Kyle Williams on your bench. Keep Phil Dawson on your bench. Keep uh, the defense on your bench. All right, let's go to Sunday late night. <laughs> late, late game on Sunday, San Diego, Oakland. Again, I in can't case, imagine in case you haven't anybody. Heard, it's an 11:35 start on the East Coast because the A's have to play baseball, and then they have to convert the stadium back from a baseball field to a football field and put the stands all back up and pass a safety inspection. Kind of ridiculous. Yeah, and you know <laughs> the safety inspection is probably the part of that that takes the longest, but oh yeah, that probably starts like Sunday morning and takes till Sunday probably. at 11:30. You know, they have to have somebody go around and sit in each and every seat in the stadium and make sure that it's (laughs) safe. There's one person whose job it is to go around and sit in all 55,000 seats. It's going to take a little bit of time. Yeah, but talk about a good uh, legs workout. That that could could be it. So for San Diego, I I don't know. I'll I'll pick them to win this game. I'll, I'll yeah, I think you could probably flip a coin, but San Diego's offense looks a little more impressive to me than Oakland's, especially with Oakland down. Um, mm-hmm. Darren McFadden and Marcel Reese this week. I'll, I'll pick San Diego to win this game by a score, 31-24. to 24. I'm taking San Diego by 10, although I think this game's going to be a bit of a train wreck by the time it actually gets played. Uh, there was just the so players much... are going to fall asleep by the time it plays gets played. Yeah, and and the fact that they didn't find out really for sure until Tuesday night and and Wednesday morning that this was going to be late like this, and now your whole week's thrown off. And I don't like it. Athletes are creatures of habit. I think that San Diego will win just because they're a little healthier and a little more functional right now. But this is not going to be a pretty game, especially the later it gets. You might as well go to sleep and watch highlights the next day. Um, for San Diego, I'll start Phillip Rivers. Ride this hot streak he's got going as long as you can because it's going to unravel at some point, and it won't be pretty. Um, I'm but not sure I agree with that. I think he I, could keep going. I don't think he can keep going at this pace. I think he might still be a better version of Phillip Rivers down the line, but I don't know if he'll be putting up the kind of fantasy points he is now. Um, but uh, Danny Woodhead. I love Danny Woodhead. I love what he's doing for this offense. I definitely want to start him. I'm going to get crazy and start Ryan Matthews, even though I'm normally not a big fan of his. I'll start Eddie Royal, tight end Antonio Gates, and the kicker. I'm not going to start the defense, though, just because I feel like this is weird things are going to happen in this game. I'm staying away from the defense. Well, I think it's likely that both teams will fall asleep on the field at some point. But They might still be playing this Monday night. They might have to pick it back up. 
Yeah, they'll have to take a nap in the middle. Instead of halftime, it'll be called nap time. But (laughs) for Oakland, I would start uh, tight end Michael Rivera. Terrell Pryor, if he's back, is more of a second quarterback for me. Rashad Jennings, flex option at best. Kicker, Sebastian Janikowski, okay to start. Matt Flynn supposedly is now third string, even behind Matt McGloin, so you definitely don't want to start him. Running oh, back there in the Matt and Marcel not that good of a quarterback. I don't no. understand it at all. No. Um, Darren McFadden, Marcel Reese, no. Wide receivers, Denarius Moore, Rod Streeter, no. No to the defense. Yeah, basically, just stay away from any Oakland players this week. Even though the one good thing, if you can call it that, about the late, late game is that they have more time to prepare than they thought they would. True. I guess. We'll see if it helps any. <laughs> You're going to be having your pregame midnight snack. Yeah. I'm I'm going to be having a midnight snack watching part of this game. Now, maybe your Papa John's pizza will come at that point. Perhaps. Perhaps it will get there from Denver in time for this game. <laughs> maybe my Omaha steak will arrive in time. <laughs> if not, we'll have them for the Jets and Atlanta game on Monday night. Yeah, that's a great segue. I like how you did that. So, mm-hmm. as Janet indicated, the Monday night game, the Jets are flying down to Atlanta to play. Here's one game where I'm almost sure we're going to disagree because I'm going to say that Atlanta has been so disappointing this week, yes, this she? year so far. Yes, they played a couple of good teams, but uh, I just I, I I think New York's going to pull the upset here. I'll pick them to win 28-27. All right. Jana calls the Sherpa crazy in five, four, I don't. I just three, don't really have even words two. for how you can justify that. Granted, Atlanta not looking good, much in the way that Baltimore does not look like they're, they're all in right now. I can agree with that part. I just, the Jets have no receivers. The best thing about their run game right now is Mike Goodson's coming back. Fresh off a of four-game suspension, I just Atlanta is—they have too much talent to lose to this team, and if they do, Sherpa, you can rub it in my face next week. But I just can't see that happening. Um, it may be closer than it should be, but Atlanta's still going to win. Um, Geno Smith really only a second quarterback option for me. I would start by Lil Powell, and maybe Mike Goodson is a flex option. Um, start Jeremy Curley because he's basically the only wide receiver left on this team. Uh, Clyde Gates, by default, is not a bad flex option. Someone else has to get targets. Uh, tight end Kellen Winslow, kind of under the same umbrella there. I'm not starting the defense. I'm not starting the kicker. I don't think this will be all that high scoring, but I don't think the Jets are winning. Well, I think the Jets' defense is better than people think, and I think their offense is not as bad as people think, and Atlanta's defense hasn't been mm-hmm. as good as I thought it would be this year, but uh, we'll see. Maybe that adds up yeah. to a, a Jets victory, and probably not, but I'll go and pick them as my upset special win, this so you week. you get to pick the Jets to win. <laughs> well, I don't know. I'm, I mean, I'm certainly not an apologist for the Jets, but I just look at what I've seen from Atlanta so far this season and not so impressed. Quarterback uh, Matt Ryan, I start him. Um, Julio Jones, obviously, start him. Tight end Tony Gonzalez. Jack Hitz Rogers, more of a flex option for me. Harry Douglas, flex option. Kicker Matt Bryan is good in the defense, I would think, is okay to start. Uh, Steven Jackson, no, you know, still injured. And Roddy White, he may be playing, but he's just a shell of what he's been in the yeah. past. So he's somebody that... You know, again, Kenny Britt, I would definitely keep on my roster. Roddy White, if you could find somebody that's still willing to give you something for him, I would do it. Mm-hmm. But I, I just have no faith at this point that he's going to recover and be an effective um, wide receiver this season for them, which is part of the reason I'm down on Atlanta, even though we both picked them to go to the Super Bowl. We did. I, I believe a little more in Roddy White than you do, but... Uh, We want to hear from you guys what you think about it as well. Feel free all week long to let us know all over social media. And, of course, we'll be back next Wednesday night from 9.30 to 10.30 p.m. Eastern time, unless, of course, the Oakland A's decide to take over our area and we get pushed back. (laughs) Um, 
But you can or find in case us on we're Twitter. still eating all those pizzas and Possibly. Omaha steaks <laughs> that our our listeners are going to send us this week. There you go. You can always find us on Twitter at the number four T H N inches show or at fantasy underscore Sherpa and J K I M one six. You can email us at the number four T H N inches show at gmail dot com and you can find us all week long at fantasyfootballsherpa dot com and on the fantasy football sherpa fan page on Facebook. Uh, thanks so much for listening. Good luck this week, guys. Thanks, Jenna. Have a great week, everyone.